3: This podcast is intended for a mature audience and has scenes of graphic violence.
4: Hello, and welcome back to For Blood or Justice. Thanks for joining us today. I'm David Temple, author, filmmaker, and host of my very own podcast, The Thriller Zone. But today, I will be your host for a special bonus episode of For Blood or Justice. Now, a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to interview the creator of the podcast and graphic novel for For Blood or Justice, Todd Ness, and the director of the podcast, Scotty Weil. Now, a couple of weeks back, these guys were nominated for an AMBI, which is a prestigious award given each year for greatness in audio and podcasting in particular. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we had so much fun doing the interview for my podcast that we decided, hey, why don't we bring in their two partners, Eduardo Lopez and Brian Wright, and take a deeper dive into the creation story of this little baby. So let us begin. Todd, this story is crazy, unique. I loved it from the get-go. Where in the world did this idea come from?
1: Hey, David. Uh, good to see you again. Yes. Um, it's kind of a, a fever dream of all the things that inspired me as a kid or just growing up and still do the uh, movies and books, uh, particularly the movies of John Carpenter and George Romero and Brian De Palma and the novels of um, <clears throat> novels of Elmore Leonard and Robert Ludlum and Stephen King. And so in a way, it's kind of a mashup of Dirty Harry meets Dawn of the Dead, You know, throw in Three Days of the Condor or Marathon Man, Boys from the Brazil. Uh, I guess
3: it's a melting pot. It's a melting <laughs> pot.
1: You know, maybe a more modern um, analogy would be Walking Dead meets Homeland beats Hunters, somewhere along that line. Wow, yeah, that's pretty close. So I just kind of thought that if I was going to do something for – Well, I didn't think it was going to take me 11 years, but I knew it was going to take a long time. And I thought if I'm going to do something like that, I'm going to make sure it's something I love and something I really want to do. And so I put all those things together. And I thought also that if I'm going to do something really original, it needs to be a mashup. So it's horror, uh, film noir, gritty detective, uh, chase movies, buddy cop movies, spy, espionage so we we've uh, we we coined the term horror noir. <laughs> horror noir. Yeah, that's not easy to say.
3: No, it really
4: isn't. <laughs> that <laughs> is fantastic. So it's a mashup of all these, and the and the great thing is, the minute you mention each one of those movies and or uh, you know terms that you like, oh, I remember that movie. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that movie. I remember that author. Um, so it's a great amalgamation of all these. Genres and, and 70s movies certainly have always had their own uh, special vibe, gritty, raw, edgy, uh, all kind of a genre all into itself, right?
3: Absolutely. Uh, Scotty Weil here, director. Um, yeah, and you know what? I, it, it was a lot. Todd created this this very, very large, very wild, weird, intense world, but that's the vibe that we're going for. And I don't know. I I think we, I think we did it. I think we succeeded.
4: You know, I've always been a fan of radio theater, you know, uh, and when, when I first heard you guys, when I had you on my show, the thriller zone, I instantly was taken back to radio theater and I love it. And you know, you, there's so much depth and texture uh, to it that you, you miss today, everything is spoon fed to your eyeballs, which is great and fine, of course, but <clears throat> in this world of COVID where we started doing more listening to audiobooks and podcast, you could literally be doing other things and get lost with the audio simplicity and texture of it all. And then with you guys, you took it to a whole new level with all this audio, uh, interplay and, uh, you know every little sound effect. I mean, it just—it was literally like stepping into a movie without the screen. I loved it. Thanks, man.
3: We—you know, uh, Todd, when he finished the uh, uh, season one, the six episodes, I counted up all the speaking roles, and you know how many there were—sixty-five. Hmm. Six, <laughs> 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 and I said, "Oh, okay, Todd. I'll just go." go. After it, Scott. I'll just go cast those 65 rolls. I'll be right back to (laughs) you. But we did it. We got around to it.
4: And we may cover this more in depth a little bit later, but go ahead and give me, just rattle off a half a dozen, because I know them, but I want our listeners to know, give me a half a dozen or so of the the names, and you can do a quick little reference to the shows they were associated with if it helps, because a lot of, well, I think if you go, um, uh, who's the, just rattle them off for me.
3: All right, well, we'll start with uh, a guy named Danny Trejo. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Danny's in. Uh, Danny plays uh, El Sangre del Diablo, this uh, fantastic (laughs) wrestler from the uh, 50s and 60s in Mexico. and He's a badass. And then, let's see, Kellen Lutz. Kellen is spectacular in this. He's so good. Um, Kellen was in uh, Twilight and... um, he was in, he's in Dick, uh, Dick Wolf, uh, TV show last year, FBI, right?
1: Yep.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Jernesse nice. Corchado. We've got a, 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 beautiful young woman named, uh, Jernesse Corchado, who is spectacular, who was in, uh, what was the Apple TV one that she was in
1: little America? Is that right? Yeah.
3: Little America. God, it's good. If you guys
1: haven't seen little America,
3: it's so good. It's so good. And she's, she's spectacular. Um, we uh, cast right, between television and the voiceover world, which I've been a part of for a long time. Um, so I've got people like Tara Strong. Uh, Tara's, uh, Tara's like the, the, the top uh, voiceover actress in town. Um, she's done everything. A- a- absolutely everything. And same thing with Eric Bauza. They've, and they both play two leads each. Uh, Bauza's Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, among others um maurice lamarche um phil lamar laurie allen um jeffrey blake spencer garrett
1: xander berkeley S- xander
3: berkeley stephen weber jeez um who am i uh, wally langham Zach Green. Um, Zach Grenier God, Zach was so great to work with, man. They were all great. Everyone was great to work with. So Everyone a couple of guys
4: who have been around for a while. Have a, have a, just a some couple. chops, yeah. Yeah.
3: Just a couple. Yeah, there's some serious chops, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It, it was it, it, for me directing, you know, people who've been who are just badass actors. I was uh, you know, my heart was definitely racing. Yeah. My, we we had to do our homework and and be ready and and just once we got going, into the sessions, <laughs> I was fine. But, you know, like that first session with Steven Weber, that was the first guy we recorded. And Weber's, he's hilarious. And thank God we got to record him again uh, because there was a technical snafu when we were recording him. And we've been, work- been working for like an hour and a half and uh, his son was recording him in his son's studio and there was just, yeah, there's just a reverb thing that happened. It happens. And, so. oh. and so we had to have him back about two weeks later. And when he came back two weeks later, we both were at a whole different place. And the session was so good. Oh, wow. And when he, and when he left, he was great. He kind of looked, looked at us because everything's on Zoom in the middle of this. And he kind of looked at us. He goes, all right, guys. Fuck you. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Double right. birds.
4: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's,
3: that's, just, that's a, just a few of the people. And, cool. Uh, sorry, sorry I'm missing some of the people.
4: It's all good. Now, we're also with Eduardo Lopez and Brian Wright. And Ed, I want to ask you something. How did you get involved and what drew you to this project?
5: Well, I got involved. uh, I I met Todd at uh, our job and uh, I found him quite fascinating because I like uh, I'm a big movie guy. I love comic books. I love video games. I just like stories no matter how I can get them. And he was the first. uh, I, I know he hates to hear it from me, but He's the first Hollywood guy I ever, I ever really met. He went to AFI and that already blew my mind. That like, oh, this guy who's definitely knows way more than I knew uh, was, you know, kind of like sharing with me what, where he came from. He was kind of working, uh, kind of finishing up one of his uh, movies at the time. I don't remember which one you were kind of uh, finishing up at that time. But he had mentioned that the concept of that he wanted to kind of do something else. And so he kind of just offhanded mentioned to me if I would want to get involved. So I immediately thought that was like the coolest thing ever that I would kind of get to be at the ground floor of something that I have no right being a part of. Cause I don't, I don't belong with, you know, I just don't have that background, but I, 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 I do edit, but nowhere, anything, you know, uh, to this level. So as soon as he told me, do you want to get on board? I jumped on that, uh, that chance. Nice.
4: And Ed, what, what's been your, let's just drill down a little bit. What's been your primary focus these past 10 years and, and like, uh, what role or roles have you played in this? What feels like a massive undertaking?
3: Ed's our as our resident comic mad genius. Go <laughs> ahead, Ed.
4: Go, go. So <laughs> uh, when, I, when when I first got
5: on to this, um, I, I've been with Todd long enough that I was actually involved uh, before this even got to be a podcast and be a comic book. Uh, originally, we know we shot it uh, as a like a little teaser out there. So uh, live action, like a live action, action like a, so. For a three day weekend, we went out to the middle of the desert freezing cold rain and i was just there to be a grip and just to kind of watch when it was all done i brought it back home and since i edit for a living i took it on as was like all right, i'll do this little project a couple of years later todd got the bright idea to make it as a comic book and i opened my mouth saying oh yeah it sounds like a good idea to comic so todd asked me do you want to edit i didn't really process what that meant so i just said sure <laughs> so, so i started editing i he would write all the text so i'm not even gonna pretend like i wrote it But he would just kind of bounce off ideas, and so I would kind of read it, see if um, anything kind of didn't track. Then we had a guy who was our art director, but we kind of lost them. So then Todd, (laughs) same thing, asked me, "You read comics? You edit? You want to?" (laughs) I said, "Sure." So I took that on. Then we needed uh, <laughs> direction on the colors as well. So then it became Hey, you wanna just take that on? Sure. So I just kinda kept throwing stuff on the plate. And honestly, it's the whole uh I didn't I still don't know what I'm doing, frankly. But um, you know, just fake it till you make it. And right uh, I mean Todd hasn't got rid of me yet, so I guess I'm not totally messing
3: this up, I guess.
5: Welcome uh, to anyway.
4: Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> David David, you've
3: looked you've looked through our comic, our our graphic novel Always. and you know and it' Ed, uh, you know, that's Ed's baby, man. He
1: was, it became story editor. Uh, first he was just kind of my bullshit detector and like, is this going to fly? Is that going to fly? Is this too long? Is this too short? Is this too wordy? And it just developed from there and he kind of became the story editor. And then he became the art director And then basically just produced the damn thing and oversaw it. And (laughs) that's one of the most reliable guys you'll ever meet. And I knew when he said, I will get this done, I knew he would get it done. Wow. And case in point, here he is still sitting side by side.
2: Juggling multiple colorists, multiple artists. Yeah. Yeah, right, B? That's
4: the voice Uh of Brian Wright. And Brian, this is a great place for you to jump in here. How did you get roped into all this zaniness? (laughs) thank god b is here
2: well i've known todd for well early 90s and obviously i got to see what's that
1: it was four Uh,
2: Uh, you wish
5: mike got cut off he said 44 (laughs) yeah yeah.
2: um i wasn't part of like the live action but i did see it when it was created i was like wow this is fantastic this is great got to see him go through the the journey of trying to you know Maybe get funding, maybe get something made, and unfortunately, when that didn't happen, uh, it was You mean, you a, mean as a you mean it as a film, right? Yeah, or a television show. Yeah, and I think you took it to a scripty, right, Todd, and they had it. They broke it down and said, "You know what? This would be really good as a novel or a trilogy of something." And and that's when it kind of became a three-headed monster of a graphic novel. And like Ed, but not as deep. I, I do enjoy comic books. I do enjoy art, um, not not to the depth of he. But um, I'm also very like very technical. And so once we realize, okay, babe, we're going to get an artists and colorists, We're going to need to build this. We're going to need to be able. We're going to need to be able to take the script and be able to put it into like bubble form on the graphic page. And so that's kind of where I came in was to do final assemblies of the, uh, the color, the graphics, the text, sound effects, and then compile compile the issues ultimately into one massive book, what? 220? 230? 230? What is it, Ed? Something that. like that. Like uh, 233 pages.
3: So Brian we, is al- Brian's also our, are he, like, anything tech, David? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, we just go, Brian, <laughs> uh, make it work. I, I, just, I, uh, I don't understand how to turn this on. <laughs> All right,
4: so here's a quick question <laughs> that that's sparking through my mind. And, Brian, you're gonna, I want you to start me off here. <clears throat> how many hats did you end up wearing? I, I got an idea that Ed... Uh, has worn, it, the stack is so high, he can't get through the door. But I want to know, out of all four of you, just run. let's start with you, Brian, then go to Ed, and then Todd, and then end up with Scotty. But how many hats did you wear? And if you want to break them down, that's cool. You don't have to go into great detail, but just kind of go, okay, I did this, 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 and this.
2: Uh, probably only three or four for me. Okay. That's a lie. Uh, you know, a that's a lie.
1: <laughs> no, I that's think so.
2: It started off with three or four well name them i i assembled the, the graphic novel
5: brian is one of the most humble people i've ever met I'll, I'll be right up front about this as important as todd is to this project for instance he created it i'll be honest all, all the work i did to finish the comic book to get to the point it is i would have walked off this project if brian wasn't there uh to help me because i had so many questions on how are we going to letter how we are going to put it together and i told todd multiple times like, i don't know if i'm going to to do this and it was always the same answer like well let's talk to Brian. When we start doing (laughs) the podcast stuff, let's talk to Brian. Yeah. About how we can get on the website let's talk to Brian yeah talked yeah. about how are we gonna get uh, how, how should we get all this stuff put in folders so all of us can access it together maybe on some kind of drive let's, let's talk-,
4: talk to Brian <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah Brian so like I said just a few hats <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's but like
1: of yeah like how do we hook our computers up to this monitor to watch it properly and how do we set up a Google Drive and how do we share folders I mean just small little mundane stuff like that that would Ed and I are like, I, I, I don't know, I can't do it right now. All the way to becoming the letterer, to you know, he says the bubbles, but he basically did all the lettering, he did all the, f- the effects, uh, he built the website, he's built probably three different websites, he's done a bunch of animation for us. Yeah. Uh, anything tech, Photoshop, Illustrator, anything kind of tech uh, um, involved, Brian handles it you know so, so brian
4: you're basically going to make most of the money when this thing actually <laughs> sells I mean.
2: well it yeah, goes well, directly yeah. to me and then i divvy it out however I <laughs> yeah it. yeah that's right
3: we made him cfo too wait a minute maybe we shouldn't have
4: maybe. hey ps the website Fine is print. stellar by the way fullbloodedjustice.com uh, yeah nice yeah mr brian right
2: all right well uh, i mean that was all of us that was you guys telling me what you want, and
3: I just make I it happen. Everything we did, right? Back and forth, back and forth. I drove you guys crazy with notes. I know I
4: did. All right. So we got Brian's hats. Eddie, let's go with your uh, hats. How many hats would you say?
5: Uh, I mean, I'll just call it editing. Anything <laughs> that you think would mean editing, I put my hand in it, be it. Um, I, if I didn't do the actual editing, I, at the very least, was the kind of like the point man for listening to, like, all right, should we go? add in more dialogue should we add in more pictures whatever it is that we require editing i did that to the point that the original pitch for the podcast um i actually um i, re- I recorded the very first the, the one we have now is not the is not the first pitch for our, our season one we had a different idea for it oh um, god that's direction. right so when we were talking about um should would it work i took it to work um, and I made, uh, people who are cameramen, uh, grips, you know, things that aren't voice talent. And we filled out the, like as Scott said, like the 60 odd roles. It was like,
3: and I did the other roles. That's right.
5: Uh, I just kind of, I just kind of made them up. Uh, oh, I, we didn't have enough females at the place. I did some of those voices too, in, in a female form as best as I could with my, with my voice. And I, I, I kind of did it kind of like forgot a proof
2: about of... that. Jesus, I've never heard this. Sexy voice it is oh too. man, really <laughs> <about> it's,
5: it's <laughs> too much. I would say it's not my proudest work, but that's a lie. I'm super proud of that. <laughs> yeah. I think it could have gone as our actual podcast. I love that we have Danny, Kellen, Tara, all that stuff. But I think yeah. Todd kind of did me dirty because he said that we were going to go this direction. We <laughs> so took that and we kind of went with this, I guess, better project. But he never gave me that chance to shine like I thought I
1: was going to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I did shut you down, didn't I? I, I was like, I don't think this that. is it's the pretty, direction. I don't think strong. this is the direction we need to go. Because,
1: you know, it, it, I reminds be remind me because we were... think we talked about this before but it we didn't know should this be five minutes long should it be 12 minutes long are people going to listen that long what's where what scene are we going to start with yeah and so ed took it to work and we like here's a script let's kind of walk through this and put some basic sound effects and see if it works which it didn't at all but um at some point that was but that was the beauty of that
3: but that was the beauty of that is that ed actually was able to sketch it out from an audio
1: standpoint. It didn't work because of Ed. it didn't work because we didn't.
3: No. Well, what it, it. what it, it said to me was, um, we already have this amazing story in this graphic novel because Todd had created this whole different story in what Ed's talking about. Um, and I said, you know, we already have this really great graphic novel in this story. I think we should stick with that. And we can maybe add to that story, which is where we went. And then eventually I think we'll get around to what Ed sketched out because it's a cool kind of like a backstory back World War II with Nazis and super soldiers and all that stuff.
4: Yeah. Right, but, and and Todd, just to keep everything on focus, Todd, you you're the brains behind this, and I'm, I'm going to use that term loosely. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> um, I but, would agree. But, but no, but this has been a more than a decade in the making. So let's 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 break down your stack of hats and and just keep it really simple. As to uh, you know, I I know that you're the thrust behind it, but and you don't want to be uh, you're a modest guy, but you know, give me the dish.
1: These days, I think I'm just mainly the team mom. I'm trying to get all these kids together for a Zoom call or to get their feedback on some artwork or something of that nature. But I, I mean, I started as I went to AFI, I was a cinematography fellow, and I realized that my real passion after a lot of fits and starts, my real passion was writing. And I wrote this as a kind of a feature film. And I realized at some point that there's no way in hell I'm going to get this made and I'm not going to be able to do it as an indie project because it's just, I'm not going to do it justice. Uh, You know, a seventies movie with car chases and big set pieces and monsters and all kinds of things. I'm never going to, you know, I'm not going to do that for a hundred grand. Right. Um, And at some point there was just this epiphany of like, I want to write this as a novel. I want to try to write it as a graphic novel and we'll see what happens. And I mean, podcasting at that point, at least in, you know, my, it wasn't really in my world. I mean, this is 2010, 2011, 2012, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, and so I think it was about 2013 that we started doing the comic book, the very early stages. And that was, man, that was a trial just, you know, getting that going. So I wrote that. So I learned how to write in comic book style. And, um, trying to find the artist, and you know, and then it became a group effort, trying to find the artist and trying to find the colorist. And Ed, what do you think about this guy? And you know, Brian, what do you think about these girls for this? And I just kind of back and forth. I think it took us a year and a half, two years, to kind of finally settle in on our yeah, that. our uh, illustrator, and even longer than that, probably to find our colorist. We went through that, and so mainly the writer and then you know just creating but then kind of trying to keep on top of everybody and then um, when the podcast came around I took over editing it doing sound design um, Scotty directed it and I've kind of you know been producer and then I've done some of the animation for our uh, social media stuff and so I just, you know, as an indie filmmaker, you kind of have to learn to do everything, oh, yeah. you know, as, as you know, and, uh, you know, we all know, it's just, you, you just got to jump in there and you got to write, you got to produce, you got to shoot, you got to edit, you got to direct when you need to direct. And you just make, find a way to get it done because, you know, it's just, it's up to you. No one else is going to do it for you unless you've got. Todd's a, a, Todd's a, a,
3: Todd's a humble guy and I'm going to cut in. It's, it's Scott again. Um, you know, this, when we got to the podcast version of it, We hired, we had some editors originally and we have no budget and we were giving them a very, you know, very small amount of money and a load of notes. And, you know, just the community, they just weren't on the same level of where we were, which was fine. And so we moved on by ourselves and by ourselves, I mean, Todd. And so Todd took over as the editor. Yeah, because we kind of kept saying no. It's it's cinematic. You know, it has to breathe. It has to have breath to it. It has to. This is really, really, really visual. And Todd and I went back and forth and back and forth on on our notes, and it was literally he and I for a long time bouncing back and forth on the pilot, trying to find that vibe. And then he, he did the entire sound mix also, which is, I mean, you listen to this thing, it's. It's insanely good. And I, I kind of I passed it on to a couple of people that do that for a living. And they're like, what would I do to it? Right. <laughs> it, it it sounds great. So anyway, I just want to Todd has done a ridiculous amount on this thing and uh, in every every form of
4: this, by the way,
3: every form that it's been in. So that's and been
2: overly cool. humble about all of it.
4: Yeah, I see yeah. that. And I want to jump sure. in here and say a really corny thing. And that is, You know, you're talking about the dream and keeping it alive for so long. But, you know, if it was easy, Todd, everybody would be doing it. I know that's a cliche. I mean, it's true, though. The things that you really, really want, you're going to go the distance. You're going to really roll up your sleeves and go the distance and work hard. So my hat's off to you. But I do need to bounce to Scott, and then we want to get on to the next question. But, Scott, I mean, come on. We're talking about how did you get sucked into this whole justice vortex, for lack of a better term.
3: Uh, mutual friend, uh, this guy named Dan Herzog, who uh, both of us have known for a long time. And Dan had hired me to be one of his directors on his roster at this uh, production house. And I met Todd. Yeah, and then I started looking at these projects that Dan was looking at. And he was like, which project should I work on? And I looked at all of them. I said, for blood or justice. And he didn't want to work on it. I was like, well, shit, I want, I want to work on it. <laughs> so I just kind of, you know... Put my hat in the ring and started. Did you Did you have a went,
4: sense of what you wanted to do, like big picture, or did you just say, hey,
2: "I'll yeah, just"? jump on? I,
3: I mean, I'm I'm normally uh, I'm a I'm an actor and a director, and I and I looked at it as this. You know, Todd had created this really unique, deep world, and it was just so weird, and. I mean, I've usually done comedy, and this was just not nothing really funny about for Blood or Justice. <laughs> um, and so i I hopped on with a executive producer hat, and really was like, you know what, I, I can see this as a television series, I can see this as a as a game, I can see this as a a film franchise, and I was like, I'm going to do everything in my capacity to you know to push that in that direction, and that's kind of how it started. And then I'm I'm a primarily a voiceover actor, and I don't know about a year or so into it. I don't know when it was. Yeah. I said, you know what? And the the podcast world was just starting to burble. And I said, you know what? Maybe we should take this graphic novel and turn it into a podcast because that proves this whole scene exactly. Blood Justice. We can we can hear it. We can see it. So let's you know let's start. And so. That we, were, we
2: were so close to delivering the graphic novel, too. And I know. You I know when, when you brought that up, I no, I mean, it was the best pivot ever. So and gonna, you know I'm going to step
5: in here and uh, give Scott his uh, props, because just like we've all been saying the humble stuff. So I'll, when we're talking with O'Brien saying there, we were literally done with the, at least we thought we were done. Like, you know, the three of us were really tired. Like, all right, we're done with the, the comic. And we're just like, we just kind of wanted to be done with it. And then Todd goes, oh, I got this guy, Scott, who, wants to, who <laughs> wants to get involved. And what Scott brought immediately to the project was, I wouldn't say we were uh, kind of stuck, but I will say that we, you know, the, the three of us are kind of, you know, we've been... Some fresh eyes. We, we were living in this world for so long that we kind of like lost sight of, uh, you know, what, what else we could do because we just kind of were, um, you know, so deep into it. When Scott came in, the way he spoke on the project immediately kind of got us all thinking again like wow maybe maybe we're not as done as we thought we were he immediately brought the life that we kind of needed to kind of see what else is out there and he immediately started saying what if we talk what if we're talking podcast what if we're talking this what if we're talking that and it kind of got us thinking like oh no who's this guy he's just coming in like <laughs> you know, talking about. but the reality what scott did was scott brought a whole new angle to our story and like my todd's story that i just didn't uh think that was you know i didn't think it was necessary but i'm glad um, i'm glad i was wrong scott 100 knew that there was more to this and he kind of got us all focused again saying that you know we kind of need to get back on this and yes the, his world into the his voiceover really helped us complete this podcast but what he really brought to this project was his passion lit us all back up oh so, thanks ed scott,
1: i want you to to make note of that because Ed actually admitted something, and because he will never admit anything. But that was good. I want to tell you that. But first reaction was, "Fuck no, I don't want to do any more work on this thing." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Is correct. I it's did. Like, I, I did tell this. Todd when I'm done. Is the fucking enough? Thing I was gonna do? <laughs> I did tell Todd
5: I was done. I was like, and he's like, "Well, just let's hear him out." And I did tell him, "I, I think I'm done with this project, Todd. I think I've done enough." But he's like, oh, this guy's a cool guy. Just hear him out. We might do this, and I'm I'm glad that I didn't stick to my stubbornness. And yeah, Scott was where we needed to kind of. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think Scott
1: brought some. He brought some fresh eyes and some credibility, and realized we weren't just three dudes standing in my kitchen drinking uh, (laughs) drinking alcohol, talking about this project, wondering what we're gonna do with it. But then it's like, oh, somebody else digs it, and somebody else sees potential with it, and. Yeah, and we could take it in a different direction in addition to what we we're doing. Yeah,
4: and here's a question that I had. I think I asked on my podcast, but I want to bring it back around because he's one of my favorite actors, and he's and he's just a monster talent. How in the world did you guys get Danny Trejo? Uh, well, we we thought about it for a
3: long time I mean, when we looked at this character.
1: Well, we, we used to uh, joke about. Yeah. Our, during these little meetings you're saying like, what if we made this into a movie could we get Danny Trejo you know we kind of laugh about it and like he'd be like, great for El yeah, Sangre
5: yeah, del Diablo but let's just
1: talk about it well, we Trejo. said that out loud
5: and then Scott one day said well actually
3: <laughs> and I, I have a I have a connection so I I got it to my connection I've got a, a good friend who does uh, Tom Bracky, who's do, does all the uh, legal work for us on this And Tom is uh, Danny's lawyer.
4: Oh, that's funny.
3: Yeah. And so we teed it up up to Mr. Trejo and uh, it happened. And uh, got to record him twice as well, because the first time time there were some technical issues and the audio was not great. And he came back professional that he is and we did it again and he just he just killed it and it was he's it's one of those guys it's one of those weird star quality things and i was working with him and this is actually i actually one of the first one of the only people that i was he was in a booth i at a friend's who has a a very a good little production studio in his backyard because it's all during the middle of covid shutdown yeah. and cleaned it out, everyone masks, and I'm watching him work inside the booth. And, you know, he's just, he's just fully, fully committed. And you, I can't take my eyes off the guy when he's, when he's working. And yeah. that's that whole, that's that whole star quality. Yeah, And he just, you know, he does so many projects. So he oh, comes man. out of the, he comes out of the booth. He's like, what is this, man? Is this like a cartoon or something? What is this? <laughs> And I kind of said, no, I said, yeah, kind of. And I, you know, I went through where we are in the podcast and the graphic novel and television series. And he listens to me. He's nodding his head. He goes, well, you make this a new TV series, man. He goes, you got your sangre del Diablo. And I was like, all right, all right. You got it.
4: Right. Yeah. Man, that's awesome.
3: Good dude. Fully committed, fully committed, very, very directable. Yeah. uh, Everyone was, and, and, you know, working with someone of that, Stature and and me, you know, not being a director that anybody knows, you know, he had he had respect. It was great. Wow.
4: Yeah. Well, I got to ask this, Ed and Brian. Uh, you guys had been with Todd since, I guess, the very beginning when it was just a, yeah film concept, yeah. and then helped morph it into this graphic novel where it is today. So when Scott and Todd finally, and you know, we've learned how it took <laughs> quite a while. When they finally mm. delivered the pilot podcast episode, what did you guys think? I mean, be real with me. Could you, could you really see and hear these characters from the comic you worked so hard to bring to life over these years? Did you really go, yes, I feel it, I'm in 100%? Oh,
2: without a doubt. And I, I've worked with Todd, you know, at agencies, and obviously I know he's a great video editor. But to really understand, like, how you're going to build all these layers like audibly when he delivered his first cut, I was floored. Yeah. Like I had no idea. I know Todd, you're great, but wow. Like you absolutely knocked it out of the park and you continue to do so through the other episodes. And I mean, I even got to see the timeline at one point and I'm like, that's how we made it happen. I mean, it's just stacks upon stacks of layers. And I mean, anybody can hear it and they know how great it is. Yeah.
4: Hey, let and me ask you this while I've got you on the mic. Hands. Do you, do you have a favorite scene in the podcast for, uh, for us?
2: Uh, I really love like the intro where, you know, mm-hmm. just, you have the, the whistling coming across the desert yeah, and, you know, scra- uh, crawling across the desert, just that whole intro piece. Like it really sets up everything I think that's my favorite part i mean there's some others but i think i listen to that one probably the most so that's really what resonates
4: and it's so visceral like if you if you shut oh. the lights off and put your headphones on and really crank it up and just shut out everything else and you hear all those textures and sounds around you man it comes alive
2: i've had private listenings with you know a couple buddies too i'm like you just have to listen to this and they're even like wow they're like i can see the sound i'm like exactly
3: yeah yeah that's weird. how many notes do we have on 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 wind back and forth time? <laughs> I was like, "Nah, that's not we city wind wind that we're looking.
1: That's for. Not, but, uh, a a, a, winds, not a prairie wind. I need a prairie wind, man. Yeah, there's <laughs>
4: pre-packaged sound effect sound of wind and then there's why don't yeah. we just go outside and just put the microphone Oh, there's real. Oh, wind. I was ready. I was
3: ready. I was ready to go to Death Valley with my microphone. Get that Sennheiser and pack off to set to, <laughs> to like Death Valley
2: the
1: wind and, you know, every little scene. Ed how are you supposed to choose your favorite baby
5: uh, of all the
4: stuff? Yeah, choice? you got so right one.
5: Now, right now I'm kind of working uh, a, a little behind, the, a little even further behind the scenes. I'm working on a YouTube version of this. So I'm listening to the podcast again, as I edit it with the, along with the comic book. Yeah. So I keep hearing this, uh, a lot of these scenes over and over in my head. So right now it's a, it is. a, I'm being honest. It's a, it's a straight toss up between two scenes right now for me. It's number one, it's going to be uh Kellen Lutz, Tara and uh are doing a fantastic uh, yeah. scene in the in the liquor store and the emotion in there that you hear the you hear how the anger you hear the frustration you hear all that stuff and i keep hearing it over and over in my head like just yeah. the way they take their breaths like it, it's so like okay that's really cool because again i've worked with the comic for so long i'm seeing them say the words that we know we kind of imagined oh
3: damn there's even more in here than i thought baby gotta be gotta be hungry Maybe even a couple fat.
0: What is he doing? Just
2: press the alarm. Hey, Manny! Manny! Oh, go! God damn it! You motherfuckers! Oh, Manny! Turn off, oh,
0: motherfucker! Leave it! Grab her and let's go! Don't need her! Or Spencer here! Take your money if you're on way! Look, sport. Please. I got the
3: gun. So I'm in charge. He's coming with us, but I can't say the same for your army folks. Take your money and be on your way. Do it, baby. (laughs) Damn it, what?
4: What just happened?
3: That ought to keep you busy, Kimo-sabi.
4: I got you, Spencer. I got you. Adios, motherfucker. Let's go, go, baby. (laughs) Let's go.
5: (laughs) That one's in my head a lot, but if you're gonna twist my arm, I guess I'm gonna <laughs> go. Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan, and so my favorite character right off the bat was El Sangre del Diablo. Yeah. When I, when I first uh, looked at it, I t- told Todd immediately, "Oh, that'd be so cool if we can get Danny Trejo." Years ago, way before Scott was even involved, because I just thought that he kind of looked to me like like him. So my favorite scene is for sure. Um, it's a it's a small scene. It's uh he he goes back uh, outside to have a cigarette and he runs into our, uh, our female uh, journalist and she kills it in that scene. You hear how mm. just how pure and innocent she sounds next to this guy who you, you can hear in his voice, the years of tin the road, the dirtiness, just, just kind of yeah. a piece of crap that he is compared to this girl. Who's so you know pious, I guess. And yes. it's just such, when, when I hear it, it it's, it's so beautiful hearing two people that don't belong, you know, in the same world, but here they are and we have it on we have it on paper and now we have it in, in audio and it's just it's awesome it's so awesome
0: you look familiar
2: uh, do i know you
3: <laughs> i don't think we've ever met but you may have seen me at the movies or at la luchador
4: <laughs> <gasps> el sangre del diablo oh my god <laughs> it's really you i watched you on tv all the time Pruebe la sangre del diablo, infiel!
1: (laughs) That was very good. And sangre is fine. That's what all my friends call me.
0: (laughs) Friends?
4: With el sangre del diablo? The greatest luchador ever.
1: (laughs) Mihita, you humble me.
4: I'm Yadira. But everyone calls me Yada. Including my friends.
1: Yada. I like that. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Yara.
3: And we, and we recorded them, David. Everyone, almost everybody separately. And that scene in particular, I uh, remember when we recorded Jernest, and Jurnest showed up, and we were just like, oh, my God, she's great. And she's, you know, she's delivering her lines without Mr. Trejo. And then when we got <clears throat> Mr. Trejo in there, and we got him, you know, I, I we sent him that scene of her lines so he could listen to it. And he did a fantastic job. And yeah, it's That's cool, a right? Pro, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's, yeah, you know what? And it's a softer side of Dandy Trejo that you don't hear. And it's not Spy Kid's softer side, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very real. And, As crazy as this story is and the storyline, as deep as it goes, the cool thing is that Todd wrote very real characters. And that, to me, is what grounds everything, no matter how crazy the story is. You know, each one of these characters is full on flesh and blood. So, yeah, that's a cool scene. That's a really cool scene.
4: As we start to wrap it up, thank you for that, Scott. Uh, what else yeah. are you guys working on, on for the project right now? Anything we need to know about?
3: Well, we're getting ready for the ambies, so we're...
4: Uh, I mean, besides that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> dude.
3: So impressive. Congratulations. Yeah, we're, we're so excited that somebody said, hey, this is really good. <laughs> Someone that we don't know. Um that was really cool. You know what what Ed was saying that he's working on that's what we're working on. We're working on a mashup of our graphic novel and the podcast together. And it's very ethereal and very weird and really cool and Ed is uh as always is doing a really great job of bringing that together. That's one thing that we're working on, Todd.
1: Yeah, doing that. Um so we have a visual component to it um and just and we're kicking around the ideas for season two and mm-hmm. a little spin off series and a completely different story, but I c- cannot divulge any of that right now. Of course not. But yeah, <laughs> I won't be available
5: to help with that one. So
1: I'm not <laughs> well, I'd we say i oh, sorry. We have uh, 14 more issues of the graphic novel that we hope to get cranking on. So there's plenty more of that in the pipeline as well. Yeah.
4: And I guess it's pretty safe to say that if anybody wanted to learn some more about this, take a couple of minutes, go to justice dot com, and just kick back and relax and enjoy. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. all oh, There, you can see the cast. Uh, you can see who worked on it. You can see some of the artwork. You can. Um, it'll download our social you can channel.
2: Download the entire, entire graphic novel. Download yeah. the graphic novel. Yeah. That's for awesome. uh, how much is it again? I think
1: uh,
4: free, free,
2: free, free,
1: free. That's right. Free,
4: free, 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 for free. Well, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for letting me come in and play in the sandbox with you. Uh,
3: it has been great, David. Yeah. Thanks for all your Fantastic questions. Yeah. you
1: running your golden pipes.
3: Too. Oh, oh, David, by the way. buttery. Yeah. Uh, the hats that I wore during this, uh, this process. Yes, sir. I just sir. want to let you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. I directed, produced, acted, and then did a little bit of punch-up writing with uh, old Wally Langham. And uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that's it.
4: Didn't no. mean to skip you, buddy. Sorry about that. <laughs> no i just wanted to throw it in there yeah guys thank you again <laughs> uh man eduardo brian the brainiac himself todd the master crusader at the helm and then of course the director extraordinaire scott you guys have been great it's for com to learn more i'm david temple you can catch me on the thriller zone but guys i wish you huge success and i think uh Apple's got their eyes on you, baby.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope so, sir. Let's hope so.
4: All right, guys. Be good. Appreciate it, David. Thank
3: you for your time, David. Thank you. Creators of For Blood or Justice would like to sincerely thank you for listening. We're independent film and podcast makers, so if you liked what you heard, we ask that you please tell a friend, family member, or co-worker about the show, and give us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. For seriously killer artwork and animation, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you'd like to take a deeper dive into the wild world of For Blood or Justice, please go to our website where you can discover more about the cast, the creators, and, a special note, download the first issues of the For Blood or Justice graphic novel, all at no charge. Thanks again for listening. Keep it cool.